0: We welcome Tim Kirkchin of ESPN to the Tolbert, Kruger, and Brooks show. He joins us, as all guests do, on the UMA guest line. Tim, we do thank you for your time. How are you today?
1: Um, well, fellas, I'm healthy, and so is everyone in my family. Let's hope everyone's okay there.
0: And we are, hear. and that's exactly what we wanted to hear from uh, from you. Um, <laughs> so here we go. Major League Baseball offers more games Played possibly to the players, which is something the players said that they they wanted. They want to play 82. They said 114 at one point. Definitely more than the 50 or 60 that uh, the owners uh, seemed to be inclined to, to play last week. So more games, but the prorated salary rate is about the same, somewhere around 75%. Is this the possible start of negotiations between the two sides? Because what we've gotten have been dueling proposals. Could this be the start of negotiations, or is this the owners just basically repurposing the same thing, which is we are not going to pay you the, the full prorated salaries that we agreed to in March?
1: Yeah, I think I think this is a step in the right direction, but okay. it's a very small step in the right direction. And not everyone agrees it's a step at all. The bottom line is baseball offered, you know, was it 48, and now they're up to 76. To me, that represents progress. What doesn't represent progress is I don't think at the moment that the players are going to budge unless they get 100% of that prorated salary, and now it's at right now 75%. So if it continues that way and there is no negotiation from here, and I'm pretty sure the union will make a counteroffer here, so we'll have two proposals, two counterproposals from each side, that that still represents some sort of progress to me, but we still have an enormously long way to go Jeff, on the financial part of this because if the players aren't going to budge, Off of 100%, I think the only way they get 100% is if we play 48 games and Major League Baseball just imposes that schedule and says, play these 48 and we'll pay you all 100%.
2: Very interesting stuff. I mean, from what I've read, Tim, the union is totally 100% stuck on prorated, full prorated, as you said, for at least a half season or more. So that would mean, you know, at least uh, 82 games. We'll see if they get it. What do you think of the nuance that Joel Sherman is reporting? I think the New York Post, MLB Network, he came out with something that he said that we knew they were going to talk about in expanded playoffs. He's saying maybe 16 teams, eight per league with a first round, like a best of three first round. I mean, that could be wild. What do you think of that?
1: Well, they're going to do all sorts of things in October with the postseason because the more postseason games you play, the more money, certainly, that the owners are going to make. Let's keep in mind, if they just impose the 48-game schedule and the players say, we're not going to do that, well, they say, well, you have to then there may be no expanded playoffs because the players will have to agree to that and they may not agree to anything. However, if somehow we can get a 60-game schedule, let's say, or a 70-game at full prorated and the players say yes, I think we could have a wild October with a whole bunch of teams in it and maybe (laughs) in this strange season that hopefully will happen – Uh, Maybe that will be a good thing to cap off the oddest season in baseball history.
3: Hey, Tim, are the owners taking too much of a micro view instead of macro? Because if they were to just uh, swallow hard, take some losses, uh, give us 70, 80 games, full prorated salary, I'm sure it would hurt. But they've made so much money over the past 10, 15 years the the chance to get baseball alone in july where everyone is thirsting for sports and you put it alone in july now versus alone in july last year where it's just baseball in july now it just seems like okay now you may get some eyeballs you don't normally get and maybe that will transfer into the future will you get some more get some more fans it just seems to me like these guys aren't looking at big picture they're just looking at what they stand to lose this year
1: yeah, there's there's just a lot of truth to that. And there are certain owners out there who, in a real private, honest moment, will probably tell you, we're better off not playing at all this year than playing 60 games when we have to play, pay the players 100% without any fans in the stands. That's not a very good dynamic for certain owners. And they just as soon say, all right, let's just shut it down we'll restart maybe we can break the union maybe we can put some pressure on them sadly that's just not the way you have to be going about this now you have to recognize this isn't about 2021 and post 2021 this is about right now fixing the game and preventing enormous damage helping the country and like you said Tom creating a one out one month perhaps window where you get the whole sporting landscape essentially to yourself? How can that be a bad thing? I, I'm just perplexed to no end that they have this window and they're not taking advantage of. It.
0: We're talking to Tim Kirchner of ESPN here on the Tolbert Kruger and Brook Show. Uh, Tim, I want to ask you a question. It might be difficult for you to answer, so if you can't understand, but I ask it because you know the game, you know the people in the game, you know, you know, you know the owners. <clears throat> Do you get a sense that you have owners that don't love baseball? They, they love the business of baseball. They love the fact that, that the game has made record profits over the past, what, eight, nine, ten years. But it, the, the actual game itself and the people that play it, the people that staff it, and the people that watch it, the fans, eh, they, they, they just look at them as as, as commodities. Did we have owners that loved the game even though they loved enriching their pockets more back in the day and it's just different now or am I just am I making something up to try and fit a narrative in my own head?
1: No, it's it's different now. The days of say Bud Selig owning the Brewers and walking in the press box every time a visiting team came through. 10 years I came through with the Rangers and the Orioles and every single time I went to Milwaukee The owner of the Brewers came in and spoke to the visiting writers who were in covering the game. That could never happen today. And some of the, you know, the mom-and-pop organizations, the Jerry Hoffberger in Baltimore, kind of when I was growing up, those guys loved the game more than they do today. Today it's a corporate situation more than a family that loves the game and we're going to keep our team here and we're going to do the best we can. I think those days are over, and I understand why I do. But to, to say that some of these billionaire owners are just—they really, really love the game. Most of them, I—I I don't think I could buy that at all.
2: Tim, you've covered this game, uh, you know, on all levels for years and years. You'd be a perfect per- perfect person to get the perspective on the cancellation of the minor leagues. In a lot of ways, I mean, the minor league season is either not going to be played or it's going to be totally. Um, you know, and, and there's going to be a huge reform where there's just lots of minor league towns that are just not, not coming back. What, is that, is every, depending on who you talk to, it's going to have a huge impact on the future of baseball or no impact at all? What side are you on there?
1: Well, I'm on the side of a huge impact. I happen to think that minor league baseball is a critical part of major league baseball as a feeder system and I think you need that, especially in baseball. People just don't come out of college and are ready to play. The big league and be a star right away, like some of them are in, in football and basketball. It takes time, and you need minor league teams to teach players how to play the game. And there is no doubt in my mind, having covered minor league baseball at one point in my career, that there, it's really important to cities and towns across America and I think when you start taking teams away, which Major League Baseball was considering doing strongly, considering doing before the pandemic, I think this really throws minor league baseball into a very, very dangerous spot. And I know I am sad to see that happen.
3: Uh, being that the draft five rounds now, and you can get some, I <laughs> mean, some really, really good players after the fifth round, and you can only offer them twenty thousand. Uh, I'll be honest, Tim. I was trying to get a, to get together a couple of my buddies and see if we could sign them. We're going to start our own damn baseball team. We only got to pay them twenty thousand. I get five or six guys at least, I would think. Am I naive? I mean, I, or, or, I I'm still thinking there's going to be some shenanigans going on here. I, everybody keeps saying, "Well, we you know we can offer them twenty thousand. The other team can offer them twenty thousand. What does have to make a more compelling case that our team is a better team?" to come to reminds me of college where hey everybody got offered a scholarship and we see how that worked out is this going to be above board i mean do you think with all the good players you could stock your damn minor league system for five six years on this draft alone is everyone just going to say okay what does everybody offer 20 grand and we'll see who gets who or is there going to be some different enticements some sweeteners in there to try to get players to go to their teams
1: Well, there are always enticements and sweeteners, unfortunately, and there probably always will be. But the good thing is we can see how the draft works this year in this bizarre season with all the rules being changed and see if it actually works. Maybe by some miracle, everyone will say we only need five rounds. It works better this way. Or they may just say this didn't work at all and we are going to have to do something about it. This is where all these moves that we're making right now to get a baseball season going and with the minor leagues, let's just hope everything is closely examined. And if something doesn't work, you just say, all right, that was a bad idea. Uh, Our bad, let's move on.
0: (laughs) Tim, I want to get back to the possibility or lack of a possibility that there will be a season. There was an idea that health and safety issues had been worked out between the players and the owners. But the New York Daily News is reporting that five of uh, 28 city or county health departments that are overseeing places where games will be played, the five of 28 have confirmed that they've talked with their local team or Major League Baseball. Uh, is is that a really big problem? Even if you do come to some sort of a salary agreement, the health and safety protocols don't seem to truly be in place on a virus that is already kind of moving and, and, and being very elusive in terms of us getting a hold on it to the point where we can enjoy baseball.
1: Right. You know, we all just assume that if we handle the financial part here and they come to an agreement, then we're, we're home free. Now, yeah. it's a critical thing because they're not going anywhere without a financial agreement. But once you get through that, now you have to deal with the whole quarantine, testing, everything you were just talking about. Those are significant issues also. So I've I've had people telling me for two weeks there will be baseball this year Mm -hmm. from a financial end, even if Major League Baseball just has to impose a season of 48 games. But what these people say, yes, there will be a season as long as the health conditions allow it. And if, if somehow it doesn't work out, then we're going to have to say, all right, you know, the, the, the virus canceled the season, not the lack of a you know a, an agreement between the two sides. And let's not forget, fellas, uh, you can't just play baseball for two weeks and then say, all right, we've got to shut it down for, for another two and a half, and then we're, then we're going to come right back and play. It doesn't work that way, and that's the, another real danger is once you start probably going
2: to have to finish tim uh, as a broadcaster i thought we uh, you'd have an interesting thought on major league baseball's decision that nobody no broadcast teams are going to travel Uh, they've informed both the tv and the radio announcers they're not going to travel this year and instead they're going to broadcast the road games remotely what do you think have you ever done that what, what kind of a challenge is that over the course of a long season
1: Well, I do games from the booth, and I have for five years, and there's no substitute for being at the ballpark. And I'm sure this year I'll be doing games from Bristol, Connecticut, sitting next to Carl Ravitch and Eduardo Perez from a desk in a studio. That's my guess, is that's what we're going to end up doing. And I think that's going to be very difficult to do. And again, we have to ask ourselves a question again. It's, if there are no writers in the press box, if there are no traveling broadcast crews, and there's no fan, there are no fans in the stands, you know, how, how much of baseball is left after that? I understand the playing of the game hopefully will still be there, but it's going to be really weird. And anyone who tries to broadcast a game from 3,000 miles away when you're not watching the game other than on a television, that's going to be really
3: hard. Good luck. Broadcasting it, let me ask you this real quick before we uh, let you run, and we appreciate you joining us, Tim. What do you think about uh, my idea? They're doing it with cardboard cutouts and stuffed animals. What do you think about mannequins behind home plate? Tom, I'm
1: up for anything, all right? <laughs> See? That's
3: what I'm talking about. I mean, I have heard some
1: bizarre things over the years. I mean, over the last few months, nothing phases me anymore. So let's just find a way to to play 60 games Get people excited again. Make some progress to a new CBA after 2021. Get a really rousing postseason. And maybe we can save this season on a very small level. And if you want to put a mannequin in there, count me in. Yes. What I'm talking
0: about. <laughs> uh, Tim, uh, we are happy that you and yours are doing well. We hope it stays that way. And we greatly appreciate your time and insight, sir. Hopefully we'll talk soon. Okay, fellas. Thank you. Thank you, Tim. Tim Kirkshen of ESPN.